for great adult children. Awesome, awesome, awesome. It's definitely an opinion. He did run for Senate two years ago. Two years ago. Two years ago. So he was. Let's talk about the founding of the Distinguished Gentleman's Club. Absolutely. So uh, about eight years um, ago. Since you're a mother, so how many, how many children? I have five children. Okay. Saying that I was there African American, and they got this from our president. You know, they were voting. Who were you doing with your job? The first or the second time? So I was like, I was in and out. <laughs> Good. Awesome. Awesome. So let's. So that, that really is a great place to transition. And who was sitting across from me or beside me is never going to sway that. Listen, man. One, I'm not going to cry on this episode. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I made it. I made it through all of these episodes. I think I've cried once. In Congress, what are what are the things that you're most proud of accomplishing? You know, as a congressman and as whip. We'll talk with Yo, 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 yo! What's up? What's up? What's up? Hello, world! Welcome, welcome, welcome back! Y'all already know what time it is. It's Wednesday night at 7 p.m. So it must be real talk with Rajan. Hello, world, and welcome back to Real Talk with Rajan. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you are here with me, and I appreciate that. I am your host, Rajan Lewis. Now, here on Real Talk with Rajan, everything's debatable, so on any given week, we could be discussing anything from sports to music to politics. You name it, we'll discuss it. Now, for those who are new to this Real, Real Talk with Rajan, we also have a goal of shining a light on the great things and the great people that live right here in the low country and beyond. But tonight, but tonight... <laughs> Gotta stop the presses tonight. Tonight is a real talk. First, to, tonight, we have our first Grammy Award winning artist. Give it up. Where's my applause button? We have our first Grammy Award winner. Tonight, we have the illustrious, the glamorous, the one and only Frankie Tanky's own Miss Kiana. Q Parlor, thank you for joining me. Hey, can y'all hear me? I can hear you great. Sound in my earbuds or anything. Oh, you sound great. You sound awesome. Okay. Thank you so much for joining me. How you doing? I'm doing good. You know, I've been in the house hiding. So. Yeah, right. It's, that's that's been the for like the last what nine months. It's been a while. Um, but I'm great. How are you? <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much for joining me. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm excited. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So I'm doing this, so we're still learning over here how to get all of this stuff together. Well, you're doing great so far. So <laughs> you're batting a thousand with me. Huh? I said you're batting a thousand with me, so you're good to go. Okay, all right. <laughs> Introduce yourself to the audience for those who may not know you. Um, my name is Kiana Parler. I am the lead vocalist in Ranky Takey and um We've been together, it's been four years now. I'm from Harleyville, South Carolina. Mm. But I've been in Charleston since 97. Yeah, 97. So this is home for me. All right, all right. Well, thank you. This is home base here. Okay, so so you're, you're really from Harleyville, though. Mm -hmm. So let's I'm talk. From Harleyville, Ridgeville. Okay, word. So, all right. So, let's talk a little bit about your journey because you've accomplished quite a few things. I mean, even outside of Ranky Tanky. So let's let's go a little bit a little bit farther. I like the I like the slow walk the background journey and get to the, and get to the right now if you don't mind. Um, tell us a little bit about a little bit about your childhood if you don't mind. Oh Lord, um, I started singing in Charleston when I was nine years old. 
I studied at the Dock Street Theater with June Bonner. Um, and from there, she opened up the Coconut Club and I would do uh, the Gospel Jazz Brunch on Sundays uh, during Spoleto. And after that, I mean, I did that for a few years. And I went on to join the cast of Serenade at the age of, I actually started at 14, but I caught the chicken pox the week that I was, the first week I was supposed to start. So I didn't really start until I was 15. Mm-hmm. So I was at Serenade until college. Wow. When Serenade closed down. And I, that's when I ended up at, uh, I moved to Texas for a little bit when I was trying to do some other hip hop type stuff that we won't talk about. But it, my time in Houston was, it was amazing. <laughs> but um, yeah. back here for Mitchell's on the market. And that's how I ended back up in Charleston. Okay, yeah. so pause. We got to pause real quick. Were you rapping? No, but I was in some rap camps. Okay. You know, it's full circle now because back then I was just, I had a great manager then. I actually met her at Serenade and I moved with her to Houston. And uh, she had me in circles of some pretty big wigs that back then I didn't understand. Yeah. When I see them on like DJ Vlad and, and the Breakfast Club and stuff like that, I'm like, wow. I had no idea back then. I was surrounded by these people. who was just making music, hanging out. So, wow. So, one, based on what you just said, I think I know exactly who you're talking about. And two, I know enough about who you're talking about to not mention any names. So, we're gonna keep it rolling. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> we're gonna keep that rolling. But that's pretty dope to know. I didn't know that. That's the first time I've ever talked about that. Okay. So, yeah. Exclusive. 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 <laughs> That's what's up. So you came back to Charleston. So what brought you back to Charleston? Um, when Taras Cavallo, he was the uh, MD for um, this band Brazil, which was Quentin Baxter, Kevin Hamilton, and um, Mark Surbank. They were okay. a club here called Mitchell's on the Market, and they were looking for a Brazilian jazz band. Hmm. And I didn't speak Spanish or Portuguese, but I learned it by just hearing it. So I would sing um, all these Latin songs and, and mm-hmm. songs in Portuguese and Spanish, but was failing Spanish in college because wow. it was <laughs> lingos, you know? So yeah. yeah, but I have no problem singing in Spanish or Portuguese. That's not a problem for me, um, but to speak it, no. Okay, and so, and so you went to, so where'd you go to college? College of Charleston. Oh, go Cougs all day. Yeah. I also, I too am a college of Charleston grad. What was your major? I didn't graduate. I left the college when I auditioned for American Idol. Cool. Great transition. See, I just wrote that down on my paper. So yeah. let's talk about going through Idol because everybody talks about, you know, um, you know, American Idol. And you were on the first season. Second season too. Second season. Because you were in a Clay Aiken season. Yeah. Clay Aiken and Ruben. Because yeah. um, the first season was... Uh, Justin Guarini and Kelly Clarkson. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, so people talk about you know um, American Idol, you know, in, in that process. Can you talk about the process that it took just getting on the show? Oh Lord. Well, back then when I auditioned, um, I actually auditioned in Charlotte. Uh, my my friend Tanya told me about the audition one night, and I was at Mitchell. She called me about it, and then I had another friend, Tanya Stokes from Mount Pleasant, who stood in line for me until I got off from Mitchell's to stand in line in Charlotte, but they were only picking one winner mm. in Charlotte. And I was actually the, the winner from Charlotte. So if you won Charlotte, 
you got a golden ticket to not stand in those long lines that you guys see on television. Yeah. So I got to skip all of that. I've never wow. stood in line. So I cannot tell you what that experience is like because I have no idea. Wow. Yeah. So from there, we went to Atlanta. And from Atlanta, we went to, they call it Hollywood, but it was actually Glendale, um, California. Yeah. So I, I don't even think I got to see the Hollywood sign when I was there. Wow. So, yeah. And how long, and how long, how many, how far did you make it? My room was the last one to get cut before the actual show started when it hit the stage. So, you know, how they come in each room and say, I'm sorry, my room was the last room. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. So, I made so friends, really good friends with Clint Aiken there. Yeah. But how, I mean, but how was, how was the getting cut part for you? Cause you're like a really great vocalist. So how was that? Um, I, You know what? The, for me, it didn't hurt me because I still have my, a lot of these kids and, and, and contestants, this is all that they have auditioning. Yeah. If they don't make it on the show, that's the end of the, end of the rope for them. Yeah. You know, that journey. But for me, I had, I got the opportunity to go back to Mitchell's and still sing three, four nights a week. So I was yeah. still being paid professionally, you know, and walking in my journey, you know, my purpose before Idol, you know. Nice. And that was my first talent competition ever. Wow. So I, I didn't know not at all. I had so much other stuff going on at home personally. And then, I mean, that was Mitchell's. I mean, American Idol was a piece of cake, actually. Wow. Yeah. And so, so while you were there, you definitely met Clay Aiken because you ended up back in Clay Aiken. Mm -hmm. So how did that end up happening? Um, we ended up being friends in Atlanta because he remembered me from the Charlotte audition. And uh, we were two Southerners and we just clicked. And, and Ruben was there. It was all like this big singing room full of singers. And, yeah. and I was the two Southerners together. And uh, after I left, I saw him on Ellen and we were on AOL Messenger. You remember that? They had AOL. Yep, I remember that. Yep. Yeah, whatever. And I was like, oh, I just saw you on Ellen, and um, your background singer has the same hairstyle that I have. And he was like, oh, really? You want to come on the road with me? <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> okay, yeah. And then I didn't hear from him for for maybe a month or two. Mm -hmm. And then I got a call from from Randy Jackson's assistant. Um, he was the MD for the tour. And she actually, she was from James Island. His assistant. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's a small world. Yeah. And, um, they flew me out. I thought I was flying out just to hang out with my friend and to meet his people. And I mm. ended up being on Jay Leno twice that week. Mm. I didn't bring any makeup. I didn't bring anything. I was just like, I'm just going out here to hang out. And I ended up doing Jay Leno twice that week. One night with Clay and then one with Kelly. Wow. So I was on the road for like 10 years. With, with Clay and Kelly? Yeah, 10 years. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. What what was that like? So what so now I gotta so now I gotta get I'm not gonna get into your like the road story stories, but I gotta <laughs> know like what what is the most memorable thing that that happened while you were touring um with, with Clay and oh, Kelly? Well, you know, Clay's a prankster. So there was always pranks on the road. I, some of these pranks are so bad, I can't even discuss these pranks. They were really, really bad and graphic. Um, but Clay also, like, he's, he's, he's my best friend. He's my son's godfather. Um, wow. He surprised me. I was obsessed with the guiding light when I was pregnant with Chamberlain. And he surprised me with an onset. Uh, we did a walkthrough with the cast and crew of the guiding light. 
that was like the biggest thing for me and meeting mm. Martha Stewart because for my graduation uh, list, I only wanted Martha Stewart towels from uh, Kmart. So that was, <laughs> that was that's a Martha Stewart. So I got to meet Martha Stewart and we did the Martha Stewart show like right when she got out of prison. Wow. Yeah. So that, that was a whole other big moment for me. But it was it's just so many road stories that we just don't talk about. But Absolutely. But it was it was fun. You know, I didn't it wasn't I don't know what people imagine. Live on a bus with 10, 12 people. It becomes a way of life. Yeah. You know, even when I got home off the road, I'm still retraining my body till this day from not being on the road because I was on the road for so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the road is that's my home actually being on the road wow okay so 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 you're actually like i mean shoot if you toured with clay for 10 years and you've definitely been doing you know the the um shows you know uh you know seraphina and all those different shows so you've really been gone what have you been here yeah this is as long as i've been home um yeah in a long time wow okay so so I also know you did a lot of gigging, so you did Mitchell's here, but wh- where else did you like perform like like locally? Did you perform here like anywhere in Charleston or frequently? When I started the party band, we would do a trio club and I tried to keep the band exclusive to not running all over town and playing from spot to spot because that takes away from the exclusivity of the band. Yeah. Um, and we mainly um, specialized in weddings and corporate events. Mm-hmm. So you could only see Kiana Harlan and friends at Trio. Yeah. You, know, you saw some uh, maybe Wild Wings once every six months or once a year, twice a year. Um, uh-huh. That was about it. But I got into the wedding business, which is a very lucrative business here because it's what number one, number two destination wedding location. Yeah. Providing a very good life for me and my son. Um, mm. Yeah. So I came off the road and I did that. I think I came on board for three or four years, maybe about four years. And then I went to beauty school because I've always wanted to go to beauty school. And that's when I got a call to go back out with Kelly and Maroon 5, which is this flag right here. That was in 2013. That's crazy. Yeah. So that was one of the top grossing shows of 2013, tours of 2013. Wow. So I went to beauty school and I went back on the road. And then when I came back off the road with Kelly, I got a call about this band that Clay and Quentin, they had already started. Which mm-hmm. was, I didn't know the name of the band, um, but Clay talked a good game. <laughs> and I mm-hmm. was like, well, we'll see. And he went away for a few months too. And he came back with these songs and Ranky Tanky formed from there. Like, wow. So yeah. that again, you know what? You could actually host this show because you're doing a great job of transitions. I, really? I was, I was going to get there. But but you but you but you walking me there and I and I, I I'm enjoying the journey. I am enjoying. I I feel like I'm a part of Keon and Friends. All right, let's watch that So let's talk. Let's talk about Ranky Tanky. Like what? Like wh- where did the idea for Ranky Tanky come from? Um, Clay Ross. I don't know. If many people remember Clay Ross. He was in a band with Charlton and Kevin and I think Quentin. I can't even remember the band name right now. Lord, I'm drawing a blank. But they started Ranky Tanky without me, and they did the same arrangement instrumentally. And um, I don't know how how that went, but they wanted to bring in a female vocalist, and that's that's how I got um, 
the call, you know. But the funny thing is, before he called me, before all of that happened, I remember saying to my boyfriend one day, I said, I feel like there's something bigger in me that I want to do, you know, in addition to the weddings and the corporate events, like, because it's always been so hard for me to decide on what type of solo album I would do because I like to sing everything. And yes. I don't want to sing about breakups and, and just love. I want to, you know, and different. It was hard to put me in a specific genre. Mm -hmm. That's my biggest thing. Um, so Clay calling me and Ranky Tanky and, and the background, the meaning of Ranky Tanky and, and what our mission is, it all... I felt like I feel like that's what that that feeling I was having for mm. like a few weeks or months was, was about. My purpose was ranky tanky because I feel like I like to say we play music with a purpose. Yeah, you know? yeah, and and that's this is where I'm at. And, and so you talk, you spoke about you know the 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 mission of the group. It's not often that you hear people talk about the mission of an entertainment group. Can you can you talk a little bit about that? Um, we had a mission statement. It was to spread the Gullah culture beyond the South. Mm. You know, Clay was on the road. He had a, a band and he toured all over the world with his band and nobody was representing the Gullah culture. Mm. But the idea came for him. He's like, every all everybody else's cultures are being, you know, highlighted and celebrated, but nobody's celebrating the Gullah culture, which is pretty mm. much the root of all music. Yeah. All music, you know? And uh, that's where the idea came from. And we wow. just, yeah, and, and the, the funny part is, we'd all play together in a band together at some point. You know, I, I met Quentin when I was a preteen. And, and, wow. and I met Charlton through Quentin because they were working at Millennium Music together. They were roommates, and Charlton Quentin gave me my first puppy when uh -huh. I was a teenager. It, it just all comes full circle. And I played my first wedding with Clay on an on an island. So it all comes back full circle that we're all back together, and we won this Grammy together. Like, yeah, be, yeah. So before we even get to the Grammy, because I want to get to the Grammy, because we're gonna, we're gonna talk about. Winning a Grammy, we're gonna, we're gonna talk about that. Okay. How long were you guys together before you? Because uh, Good Time is your second album, correct? Yeah, that's the second album. All right, so so how long were you guys together before you recorded the second album? Hmm. Two years. Yeah, maybe two two and a half years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what was that? What was that like? Like developing the sound that would become Ranky Tanky. Because y'all have distinct, the one thing listening to y'all's music, one, it, it's, it, it stands out, you know, from uh, traditional styles of music when you think about, you know, what you hear on, you know, the radio or whatever. Mm -hmm. But there's also two distinct style of voices between you and the male singer who sings lead a lot. Yeah. Um, how, how did y'all develop that, 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 that balance? Um, I think when, first of all, we're family first and we went into it contractually. We are a family first. And you know, business second, but when you go in with people that you have respect for, and we've all played together so long in some shape or form, it just it just mesh together. Mm. Yeah, you know, there's a big distinctive sound from the first album to the second album because I think once we played made that first record, um, 
we kind of found our way in which direction we wanted to go. Yeah. I had yeah. a understanding of what I wanted melodically, you know, for myself with with the next album, which you know, some of the songs came up with was in soundcheck or in my in my sleep, which I mm. I thought was kind of me in my dreams for some reason. I don't know why. But uh I just think we were on the same wavelength and it just meshed and went together. Wow. Yeah. So, so how how well did your your first album do like sales wise? I don't I don't I didn't the look that up. The album uh, went went number one on iTunes, Amazon. Um, I can't I can't remember. Oh, Billboard. Mm. Went number one on Billboard, Amazon, and iTunes, and that was because of Terry Gross on NPR, Fresh Air. Uh, wow. Her heard us, heard our album somehow, and they called us to come on the show. And once we went on Fresh Air, like, and she has millions of followers, and yeah. this. The album shot at number one. So wow. We owe a lot of this to Terry Gross from Fresh Air, who's actually became our friend now. But uh, yeah, it was because of Fresh Air. Like just watching the release of the album and where we were before the NPR went live to yeah. see it from 10, 9, 8 to number Wow. Five. Y'all had a Billboard number one album. That's amazing. We were on Contemporary and, and the Jazz Chart. And then the second album, we were on three. Mm. We were on the gospel chart. We were on um, the regular jazz chart and contemporary jazz chart, Amazon and iTunes. Yeah. So how how was that different for you? Like, um, because you know you were with Clay and Kelly and on these big tours, but you were playing a support role with Ranky Tanky. You were taking the lead. How how was that different for you? Um, the, the blessing for me when I was on the road with Kelly, Kelly and Clay, they still gave us featured solo parts. So we still were able to get featured as well, you know, and, and also support them. But I learned a lot of business from Clay. Mm. A lot of my business sense and the industry stuff is between James Foster and Clay Aiken. That's where... Mm my business sense comes from in the music industry. Um, had it not been for James Foster, who's David Foster's sister, I mm. would have never gotten to work with David in the studio as well. So a lot of things that, that business-wise that I bring to the table with this band has been because of me being on the road and observing what I've lived and gone through on the road. Yeah. So it's, it, that, it all worked out. I think it was supposed to work like that. Yeah. And it always does. All things work together. That's, but I that's, will that's say this. I don't know how artists, major artists, are able to juggle the business, the music, family, and stress. Mm. That's been kicking my butt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is, like, yeah. I think I do more business. I think people think, oh, she's home. She's not doing anything. But we're constantly doing business. Yeah. All day, like my phone will go off in the middle of the night, you know, because my manager, they're on the West Coast, we're on the East Coast. So there's a lot going on that we don't even discuss business. Why I've never had to make some of the decisions and answer so many questions I never had to answer before as a background vocalist, you know. Mm. So that, that's been the struggle for me, being a single parent and the business side. It's been hard. The performing part is easy. It's the yeah. business side. Yeah. Okay. All right. So let's let's get to it now. So you're with Ranky Tanky. 
Two years in, y'all record the album, Good Time. When you were recording the album, did y'all say to yourselves, this is the one? You know what? After we finished and we had um, our family come in and listen to the, the finalized product, it felt different from the first album. Mm. It felt like we got something here. I can't even describe what it, like just hearing it in a studio, full sound, and we recorded a um, one of the songs we did with all of our friends, our kids, and, and family in the studio, which is called mm. Green Valley. And we had a, a listen back after that. And it just felt, it felt different, very different. I can't even describe it. It just felt like, wow, this, this may be bigger than we imagined. For us, musically, we wasn't thinking, we didn't go into the studio with the intentions of winning a Grammy or any award. Yeah. We went into the studio with the intentions of, making good music for our people and beyond. Yeah. So I think when you do that, you don't go into the studio with like, oh, I'm going to make an album that's going to bust the head wide open, you know, or win a, a Grammy or an award or just to get more followers. We went into the studio to make good music as a, mm. as a unit and as a family. And that's yeah. what we came out with. That's beautiful. That's mm. beautiful. And I, mean, I think you're absolutely right. So many times, you know, especially now, like everybody's, mimicking somebody else's sound so it's like i want a song like drake or i want a song like rihanna i want a song like beyonce but the thing that i really do appreciate about you know you guys as a group is that you you identify yourselves as like this this like y'all are like megatron y'all like the megatron of, of music and that y'all come together to tell this story of the gullah geechee culture in charleston and by doing that not trying to say hey let's make an album that's going to win awards y'all y'all did it so Y'all get the call that you're nominated. I don't even want I don't want to go. I, I like the slow walk things. I'm a slow walker. So y'all get the call that you're nominated. What was that like? Um, did we hear it on the Today Show or did we hear it on was it, did we see it online? I can't remember. But I I me and Charlton, we saw it first. Quentin was still in the bed. And and Clay was actually touring a school with his daughter. So he was meeting with this school and his phone was blowing up because of course I'm I'm all excited and, and mm -hmm. I can't even describe it. It was it was surreal because getting knowing that you made it that far, but knowing what the next process is is even scarier. Yeah. Because it's all it's a it's an award show amongst your peers. Like mm. everybody's in the industry that's voting for you. It's not just like, you know, when you watch TV and you dial in and vote for American Idol or The Voice. These are industry people who yeah. listen to your music and they appreciate and like what you do. So that that's a major, major honor for us, you know. Yeah. yeah. So now I can work for people that I love and like and just the behind the scenes stuff. I, I I'm glad to be a part of the academy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, see, I'll get the call. You're 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 there because you have to go. You have to go, isn't it what in California, right? It's Los Angeles, the yeah. Grammys are in. Yeah. So you get to Los Angeles and you find out that you win. What, what walk me through it? Well, when we first found out we won, when they said good time, we didn't move because we were like, who the hell is good time? We were like, what? Good time. It was like, oh, that's us. It was like, who is good time? We were waiting to hear Randy Tanky. And es Esperanza Spalding uh, announced our category, which is funny mm -hmm. because Quentin had just 
introduced her here in Charleston for a Spoleto. Oh. So yeah, so he just seen her here for Spoleto to have her introduce us. And it was just all full circle. It was like, who is good time? Like we were just sitting like, what? <laughs> Who won? <laughs> we did. That's what I took off running down the aisle. Charlton and Quentin and, and Kev, uh, Clay went one way, and Charlton hugged Clay, but he punched him in the mouth. So Clay ends up on stage with a bloody lip. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I put too much lotion on the bottom of my feet by accident that morning. So I was miserable in my heels. Like it was hilarious. Y'all don't even know. Like it was hilarious like chalk and glasses was fogging up while he was reading his speech it was just it was hilarious but you know it, it happened so fast yeah yeah it was some little nas x like so many people won before us i don't even remember all i remember is little nas x in his pink outfit i don't remember yeah. who won before us i know chick korea performed before they announced our category but don't ask me please i have no idea i was too busy Corey went and got me a um, a paper towel, and I was wiping my feet because I was like, "I'm really gonna hurt myself if if we do win." And yeah. Yeah, but before they announced us, I looked at at Charlton, and Charlton looked at me and he said, "You know, he was nervous." I was like, "We made it this far." Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, just being nominated, like you know, as somebody who you know grew up doing music, like and loving music, like. You always talk about like what's what is that moment be like like if they ever like called my name like just be nominated I'd be like whoa did that wins and like y'all won one like and and to think about your journey you know from you know working you know in local local music to you know traveling and doing music traveling with Clay and Kelly and then to see that you won I felt a specific amount of pride to seeing y'all win. Um, one because I mean y'all low country so gang gang y'all already know what that is but like you like I remember and I have to tell the story um I, I think I've inboxed you the story once but I remember um I can't remember how long ago it was it was a long time ago because I think I was either in still in high school I had just came home from the army and um I went to the Dorchester County the uh, the Charleston County Library on Dorchester Road. And you were performing with a band in the library. And I came with somebody who was a special invited guest. And I watched you sing. And I said, this lady is so good. And they were like, she was on American Idol. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay. So that's what like professional quality sound sounds like. Because you hear people singing in church, no shade. And you hear, you know, that kind of stuff. But to hear what you were was something different. And so even at, at such a young age to hear you and to hear, you know, what you to, to, to see you on that, you know, on that platform winning that Grammy, I felt a personal amount of pride. So I wanted to tell you, you know, how proud I was of you at oh, that moment. You. I remember that. That was um Gerald Moore. He um his library off of Dorchester Road. And I think that was part of North Charleston Cultural Arts, or maybe yes. I think yeah. Yeah, that was a while ago. I think Richard White was on key. And I can't remember who else, but wow, that was even before Keanu Carla and Friends. Yeah, you were and you were amazing. Like you were amazing. I've even like I've even caught you a couple times at um at Wild Wings when you were there. Like yeah. like I don't really go into Wild Wings a whole lot, but if I saw your sign up, I'd try to get up. Go oh, okay. But I don't I'm not the I'm not the kind of kind of like like you know, wait wait after the show, I'm like, hey, I really love all your music. But I knew I knew one day I'd have an opportunity to just tell you how much I appreciate you. 
Um, oh, thank you. We felt like the, the Grammy win was for home. It wasn't just about us because everybody's been on this journey with us for so long and so supportive. It wasn't just a win for Ranky Tank. It was a win for all of us because yeah. the Dola community has never been acknowledged or recognized on Body Academy. So this mm. was us making history as well. Like we finally got them to recognize our culture and, and our people and, and the music because we we were up last year, but we didn't make it to that final point. And you know, all things happen for a reason. You know, we're yeah. trying to get in the right category. It roots music. That's what we are. The root to all music. You know, yeah. so why it, it was even better for us. Like we were. This is what's supposed to happen. You know. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So it was for Charleston too, not just for us. So thank you. Absolutely. So what? So what's next for Ranky Tanky? Oh God. Um, Ranky Tanky's been doing a lot of behind the scenes stuff. Uh, politics and I think I've written six I've come up with 16 songs since the mm. pandemic um I don't know when we'll start recording again because this this album Good Time still has a lot of life in it and um we're just getting back on the road all of, we were blessed that our dates were rescheduled to next year and yeah. we started back this year some but uh that's a blessing because a lot of people lost work and we were still working behind the scenes and doing yeah. stuff virtually. And um, it, it, it's been a blessing. Actually, to backtrack, my manager, our manager that we have now was actually, I think, I don't know if that's what it was, Kelly, uh, uh, Kelly, but he's the manager on the road. So we still, we were at Red Light Management and Vanessa is, is our manager. So I've known Vanessa since I've been on the road with Clay. So yeah. we, got a, we got a new manager and Things are just happening, but on a lot of things, it sucks that we can't even discuss until it, it happens. But we're not just sitting home doing nothing. That's yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. So, are you are you working on anything individual? Or are you just are 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 you good with the working within the group? Because you know. We don't have groups anymore. You know, I I, th I was thinking about this like in the '90s, we had so many like R&B groups, and like now we don't have groups because everybody is a solo artist. So y'all are good being Ranky Tanky and rolling as Ranky Tanky because individually y'all are powerhouses on your own. Yeah, Charles like, has an amazing album. Quentin has his thing going, and Clay has his other band. And I'm a full time mom. Like that's my full time job. And yeah. if something happens solo wise fine but you know i'm not i don't like to force anything i believe if it was meant to be if it's meant to happen it'll all fall in place and it'll happen but you know i'm i'm busy doing you know for me my role in ranking tank is a little different you know i gotta take care of myself physically because if i can't sing then what's gonna happen you know that's right. why i go out i don't do the extra stuff I try yeah. to limit my, my outside gigs because i it takes a toll with traveling flying yeah. And and performing, you know, that, that's a lot on me because for me physically, vocally in this band, it's a harder push than yes. any other group that I've been in. So yeah. I, I rest a lot. A, a yeah. Lot. yeah. I also that opportunity even before the pandemic. So uh -huh. that's just true. <laughs> but but it's also that balance though, like that we talked about earlier in terms of like the fact that you know the, the male is like the he's like the calmer sound and you're like the push. So you don't get the time to pull back and and and, and do that. So I definitely understand like how, what the, the toll that that can take on your voice for sure. Yeah. Um, what so 
if all goes, you know, the way, you know, you guys have career full of, you know, accolades and, you know, it, it's all said and done. What are people saying about Ranky Tanky, you know, in 10, 15, 20 years? What are they Ooh. saying about the group? We made history. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I think we're talking about that. I don't know if I'm the first black female vocalist from Charleston to win a Grammy. Mm. Or was it the pop the pop singer? She was she was killed in a plane crash from here. Charlton's friend. We went to school with her. But I think I, I think we talked about that. Like we're still trying to break down barrier walls, but there's still walls we're still trying to break down and get yeah. people to understand what it is that we do. You know, a lot of people don't know what Gullah is. They call it gulash, they call it gula. We've heard Gullah pronounced so many wrong ways. It's, yeah. it's but they know Kumbaya, mm. you know, Kumbaya yeah. and yeah. Kumbaya for us and Kumbaya for them. And, you know, so we're broadening their, their mindset is so much more beyond Kumbaya. And, yeah. you know, we do have a, um, a school program that we do. So when we're on the road, we're also going into these schools teaching. Wow. Yeah, we're doing colleges and we're doing elementary, doing middle and high school. We're working during the day yeah. as well to, to, you know, enlighten these people about the Gullah culture. So nice. Yeah. You know, it, it's, a, it's been a blessing. I don't know, 10, 15 years. I just want people to remember us. We made history. We, yeah. I love that. I love that. Yeah. So, I, and I also know that, you know, um, you, you sort of achieved that success, you know, a lot of, we had a lot of young kids that, you know, aspire to this thing. We got a lot of, especially artists in the local community who are, you know, performing locally. Um, what words of wisdom do you have for those people, you know, as they're, you know, making that journey and may not be achieving that level of success that you've achieved, you know, um, but are still trying to make their way through. Do you have any words of advice for them? Um, don't rush it. I didn't get my first record deal until four years ago. And I'm 40 years old now. Wow. We didn't sign our first record deal until four years ago with Brazilian Music Alliance. And that was a blessing within itself as well. Um, don't rush the process. I know it seems like, oh, things are not happening, you know, and then just, just allow, let go and allow it to happen. You know, don't force it. Don't try to force it. Once you start trying to force things, it does not work. Like, even when on, on stage, I don't force it. Um, we just let it happen and we leave it on the stage afterwards. There's no coming back, especially in live music. You cannot redo what you just did. Yeah. And we just don't force it. We, we have a good time and just allow things to happen. Like who would have ever thought that Terry Girls from NPR would have fresh air would have picked us up? Who would have ever thought Al Walker would have seen us in the Garden of Gun magazine? and and picked us up for the Today Show. I've done all these shows with all these other artists, but never as a main act for myself. So yeah. never in a million years I think this would happen. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know the name of Ranky Tank, the band, until we got on stage one night, at first night downtown for the Christmas tree lighting, and it was me, Charlton, and Clay. And they said, up next is Ranky Tank, and me Charlton was like, who is Ranky Tank? <laughs> Y'all gotta, y'all gotta get better at recognizing y'all stuff. Please, well, that's us. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, well, he's always been good with coming up uh, with different names. He has a band called Matudo, and uh, uh, but we didn't find out the name of Ranky Tank until we performed our first show as a trio here in Charleston. We was like, we were like Ranky Tank, what? 
And then he explained us ranky tanky means funky, work it, get funky. Mm. So now it makes sense. But but that now I was like, Lord, have mercy. Ranky tanky. It all makes sense now. Nice, nice. Now I have I have to ask her one more piece of advice because I have a daughter. Okay. Um, my daughter is 13 years old. And I have another daughter who is 16 years old, and they're aspiring singers. And we are in an era of like black girl magic. Um, can you can you talk about you know what it is to be a black female um, going through these things and things that they can maybe um, some nuggets of wisdom that they could use you know in their journey, whether they make it in music or not. Um, number one, respect for yourself, um, as a woman, as a black woman and speaking up and standing up for yourself. Um, that's very important in this business, uh, because you can get overpowered and out and overshadowed by just the male presence, you know, yeah. and just men in general. I've always been uh, surrounded by men because I've been with female vocalist in the band, but there's boundaries and there's, you know, things that you don't do. And there's a way you carry yourself as a woman and as a female in this industry, you know, like there's even times on the road now where we come back from stage to band, they go out and they, they like to drink wine. I don't drink wine. I think it's nasty. And I, I let them go have them, their man time and I go to my room, mm -hmm. you know, it's just boundaries and, and yeah. just, Respect for yourself as a black woman and make sure that you are respected as a black woman and not being called a uh, the B word yeah. because you are vocal and you know what you want. Yeah. You know? Because you're not, I'm not quiet at all when it comes to my business. The business side, that's a whole nother side of me. To <laughs> not make my money, but you have to speak up without being, you know, respect is number one. Respect for yeah. yourself. And respect for others and maintain clean positive relationships in this industry yeah, yeah. awesome thank you so much for that don't um, a parent don't be a stage dad i'm not okay don't force not. parents forcing their kids and like my baby can sing come on sing baby and the baby come on sunshine yeah <laughs> little miss sunshine remember little miss sunshine on uh yeah. in living color come on sunshine no that's not me. Now, what I do tell my kids is if you're going to do it, you're going to do it right. You're going to yeah. practice. You're going to yeah. perfect your craft and you're going to go out there and give it your all. But yeah. don't be embarrassing me because I'm not the dad that's going to tell you that you're dope when you're not. And don't hurt their feelings. But you don't want to discourage them. No, don't discourage them. This is a new, different generation. These kids. I got one. My 14 year old Lord, he plays the drums in the church. Mm hmm. He's taking piano lessons, then he wanted to play the bass, and he took the bass apart, so I guess we're over that for now. <laughs> uh, he, he loves soccer. He loves baseball. He, he's just well-rounded, and I don't force anything on him, right? especially in music. If he wants to do that, that's fine. He got his little beat machine and MIDI thing up there, and that that's, makes his rap videos. I don't like this new rap music, but I, I'm learning to like it because of him. Yeah. And I learned, like, he's like, my music is the old style music to him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Know? But then I hear him listening to some of the stuff that I, I like from back in the day. So mm -hmm. just, we don't force it at all. In here. Yeah. 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 That's, that's, that's absolutely where I live. Like, I don't, I just like, I'm just like, if you're going to do it, let's, let's do it right. Yeah. But, but if, if, but I'm not, I'm not, Hey, you know, I, I really, we have, me and my wife have five, five kids. We have four girls and a boy. Okay. And like, 
I let them pick their path, and I'm like, do whatever you want. If you want to be a janitor, then shoot, let's be the best janitors we can possibly be. I mean, whatever, yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever it takes. But I want you to be as long as you're happy with what you're doing, I'm good. Yeah. Um, and you know, I think that's the best thing that we can do as parents is let them, you know, set their own journey and just support them in it. So I, I encourage your son. I was supposed to meet your son. Yes, I still want you to meet my son. I still want to meet your son. So we got to oh, set that up. Your, your um, in, intake because I'm on the road. Yeah, I know. But so, we have one in January. I'll, 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 I'll talk to you. Okay, yes. Yes. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that offline. But um, but uh, any before we close, any parting thoughts, anything that you want to put out there that, that we may not have covered? Oh, I love my party band. I still have my party band. I still do weddings here. Okay. I advertise it, but you know my planners know if they call and I'm available, I still do my weddings. Mm -hmm. um, that, that's my, my passion here, you know, because I get to play with with my guys that I've been with for so long. I've known so long. We have a musical connection that a bond that I can't even describe. Now I would love to do an album with them, and who knows, we may do it one day. But it would be with uh, originals. Um, but. I love those guys, you know, Stephen Washington, JT Wallison, yeah. Bonnie, yeah. and Boo, and CL, every, like, all those Monsters. Tony, yeah. Monsters. So we have a good time on stage, yeah. Yeah, I forgot Stephen played with y'all. Yeah, Stephen's my MD, actually. Yeah. I just saw Stephen play, uh, so, you know. I just saw Stephen play the Manny Houston show yeah. Friday night. Um, Man, listen, <laughs> that dude there... Oh yeah. my god, he's ridiculous. Yeah. But like that, your entire band is nuts, though. Like, like I already told you, I'm a fan. I'm not gonna be on here standing in front of all like all of America, you know. <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna be standing. But I, I am a fan, and also, so I have to ask you this: mm -hmm. Has the rate gone up since the <laughs> Grammy? <laughs> we can't, we can't get Kiana, <laughs> we can't get Kiana Parla and friends for the pre-Grammy rate. Is that the case? We know I'm a nice, I'm a nice individual. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. Back COVID, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I can stay home and save money and do nothing. <laughs> 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 I will sit right in this house and do nothing. <laughs> hey, understand, y'all? Hey, game not changed. Yeah, so a musician and still <laughs> work full time and and make money. Doing what you love to do. A lot of people can't say that. And yeah. I've been blessed. The band has been blessed. You know, they've toured. They're, they're doing amazing things outside of Kiana Parlin friends. And I'm so happy and proud of them. Um, but, you know, it, it, we still play together. And Charlton, I can thank Charlton for that, too, because he has his tribute shows. Um, yeah. We just had one a few weeks ago. It was great at the music hall. Yeah. 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 I got to check the next thing y'all do, man. Because did you do... um? I don't think you were in Love and Southern Comfort. Back down, I know Z was in it. I don't know. That was no, that was Andrina, yeah. Yeah, Z and Black yeah. Diamond was in that one too. Christian yeah. was in that one. Yeah. But please, next time you're on something, next time you have any of those shows or anything like that, let me know. And I'd love you know, we could come on and talk about it. Um, or yeah. you know, just send me a flyer and I'll be glad to share it out. But I want to support you. Like I told you, I'm a fan, like real life. This is not some like TV. I am such a big fan. Like, no, I like I'm telling you, I've followed you and I've, you know, I've I've really enjoyed watching your journey. And I I'm praying for your continued success Thank because you. you are such a great representative of what our city has to offer in terms of talent, in terms of professionalism, in terms of longevity. 
And wow. I just want to continue to see that 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 flower blossom for and, you. Um, and we're, any tapping thoughts? The, we're tapping into the Columbia market. We're going to be at Chase Lounge in February, Keanu Parlin Friends. Mm -hmm. And we're also going to be at Middle Sea Jazz Club, uh, I think it's in March, in Charlotte. Okay. In March. Yes. Yeah, so, and, and I'm also at the Jazz Corner on Hilton Head Island um, every other Wednesday night. And okay. I've been there for a few months. And I love my family at the Jazz Corner. Like that, yes. that drive is nothing for me now. I, I love them. Yeah. So that's a, um, a really good place to see me do straight ahead jazz music. Yeah. With so you get your Ella Fitzgerald bag? I'm doing honeysuckle rolls. I'm doing all my standards. Yeah. Okay. Come through. Go back to my basics, the real jazz book, one on one. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Well, yeah. thank you so much. I really appreciate you coming on. You you didn't have to do this. I reached out and you 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 said yes. And I'm so grateful and thankful that you did that. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for coming on. Um, any like I said, any parting thoughts before I go? I want to make sure I give you a chance to say parting thoughts. No, I'm I'm ready for distinguished gentlemen. You know, Dennis Green is my first cousin. I, I, yes, his mom and my dad are sisters and brothers. So whenever y'all got time, I'm dropping my boy off. Yeah. Hey. So yeah, we 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 have open enrollment in January. I will inbox you that information. Um, because okay. we're working on some stuff and. I may ask a favor, but I'll ask offline because I don't want to be told no on camera. <laughs> and it's <laughs> and it's, it's really rude to ask somebody to do something on camera. So I'm not gonna do that. Yeah, but the good I, thing about it is don't set me up. No, no I'm not, I never I never set you up ever. <laughs> ever. Ever, ever, ever. But I am working on something that I I I could use some help with. Um, but I, I want to put it out there later. And Dennis said, Hey cousin. He said, Hey cousin. All right, 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 right. All right, thank you so much for joining me, Miss Kiana Parler. Oh, if they want to follow you on social media, how can they find you? Oh, yeah, um, Kiana Parler on Instagram, Q Parler on, I think it's Q Parler on, on Twitter, and follow Ranky Tanky on Ranky Tanky Music on Instagram. We need more followers on Instagram. We got thousands, over 15,000 followers on Facebook, but we need more followers on Instagram, Ranky Tanky Music, and we have... There's a TV show that's coming up. I think next this week is it Thursday or but the announcement hasn't been made yet. So stay tuned for that. And I'm also the theme song on the ESPN show um, True South. Quentin and I we have a song that that's being played on there. So oh wow yeah. So just keep checking around. We got we got some stuff happening. Yeah. And when can we expect another album? I don't know. That's COVID. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. Had to ask. Had to ask. Had to ask. He's in New York. He's not here. He's in okay. New York. He flies in. And uh, oh, yeah. We we started working on some songs though, and I'm, I'm excited about what we have been working on. But we haven't gotten to the studio. I'm sure the label would love for us to get to that. But COVID. Yeah, they they. I'm pretty sure they 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 are. You get a Grammy out of one. They're like, yo, it was another one. Oh, I have a Grammy. Yeah, what? Oh, Grammy. We get to see the Grammy. Oh, this is dope. Man, listen. The first can we hold on, what my Yes, we got the Grammy. So this will be the photo that we're gonna use for the cover. Like okay. Kiana and the Grammy. Listen, we got our first real talk. I feel like it's both our Grammy. I feel oh, like, like yeah, because it's my first one too. So so like <laughs> the first one is one of my show. So it's like both of ours. You just keep it at your house. Yeah, I'll babysit it. <laughs> 
You can do it until next time. Yeah. All right, thank you. Thank you so much, Kiana. Make sure you check out Ranky Tanky if you have not checked out the Ranky Tanky album. Uh, both Ranky Tanky and Good Time. That's the name of the two albums, right? Yeah, and they were competing on the charts together a, a few months ago. Ranky Tanky, Good Time was one and Ranky Tanky was two. So we, we were competing together like See? four years later. So we've been blessed. Listen, man, go check them out. Check out the album. If you find out they're performing once COVID's over, check yeah. them out. You want to hear them. You want to hear the sound. You want to really be able to in, uh, engage the music that they have. Um, thank you to Kiana Prowler. Check out Kiana and Friends. If they're in your local area, near or far, then you need to go check them out. If you do not have Kiana Parlor and Friends or Ranky Tanky coming to your city, you should be inboxing people who own venues and asking them, why ain't y'all bringing ranky tanky and kiana parlor and friends to our city um you know because i'm pretty sure you can use that kind of musical influence and with that being said i'm gonna end my show thank you thank you thank you to kiana you are dope you're an amazing person and just having the opportunity to sit down and talk to you for this last hour has been amazing i've i've become an even bigger fan but like I said, I'm not going to stand on camera because it looks bad for black men to do that. <laughs> but thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Uh, remember that Real Talk with Rajan Local Celebrity Spotlight happens every Wednesday night from 7 to 8 p.m. Um, I am not doing a show until 2021. So we closed out with a bang. We got our first Grammy in 2020. Not a bad way to end a year. Um, but next year, we're coming back with all new guests, all new topics, all new hotness and dopeness. And I'll still be the host because my name is on the logo. Now, if they change the logo, then by all means, I won't be the host. But please come back. Um, in the meantime, please follow me on everywhere, social media related, Instagram, so uh, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch. No, I'm not on Twitch. Why did I say Twitch? Periscope, Twitter. Um, and my podcast can be found anywhere you can find podcasts. Um, follow me. Leave a review if you like the show. Let me know why you liked it. If you didn't like it, let me know why you didn't like it. Because I always want to get better, too. Um, if you want me to come out and speak at your event, I am a public speaker as well. I'd love to come out and speak at your event. Go to my website, www.realtalkwithrajan.com. If you'd like to be a guest, please go to www.realtalkwithrajan.com and let's discuss getting on the show. And in closing, always remember, always remember, always remember, God is everything and without him we are nothing. So never forget where your help comes from. And if a man doesn't stand for something, he's bound to fall for anything. Now that, as they say, is real talk. I will see y'all in 2021. Peace.